Here we go. Welcome to this week in Skis Athletics. I'm your host, Neil Minton. With me as always, Rip Ripley. How are we doing, Coach Rip? I'm doing good, doing good. Uh, getting ready for a little championship weekend. Yes, championship weekend is upon us. Um, I know there's a lot of excitement at um, schools that are involved, and, and there's probably a lot of excitement at schools that are out. Basketball starting up, winter, the winter sports, um, wrestling, bowling. Don't don't forget the bowling and other things. So we'll touch a little bit of base on um, the other sports going on, and then we'll let's talk about last week's football games and then the championship yeah. games. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we'll kind of start out, you know, obviously let's start out talking about last week's games and and kind of going going through the the brackets, if you will. You know, 4A, uh, you've got Hammond. Uh, with a kind of convincing win over Porter Gout, as expected. You've got the the um, Lawrence Manning with the win over Trinity Collegiate and a pretty exciting finish, from what I understand. Yeah, that was a, a real exciting game. I was able to watch that on the Swamp Cat TV. Um, it was a very defensive game, most of the game. And all of a sudden, the last four minutes, I don't know what happened. Both teams just found out how to score, apparently, and it went back and forth down, up and down the field. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good yeah that's what I heard. The last, I mean, the last few minutes seemed to be very – Chaotic. I mean, very yeah, and, um, a lot of score, a lot of score going back and forth. So kind of yes. And um, so Trinity, you know, scored. They got a two point conversion. Kids makes an incredible catch um to um make the two point conversion. And Lawrence Man goes right down the field, take the lead. X points good. Trinity goes down the field, scores right as almost right at the end of the game. Goes for two, doesn't make it. Lawrence Manning goes to the state championship. So. Yeah. And, and I think, awesome. you know, a lot of times in these situations, I mean, you always and, – and, and, Neil, you coach football, you know. I mean, going for two there uh, on the road for, for Coach Amell and, and Trinity Collegiate, I mean, going for two. We saw it a few times in recent weeks where teams would go for two. We saw it, I believe, a few weeks ago in the Colton Prep game uh, as well. They went for two in the win. Kind of kind of. what's your what's your thought process on some of that? Yeah, we're the same way. We went for two um, down at First Baptist in a, in a point game. Um, the same, maybe same week that Colin Pratt went for two and it getting against Buford. Um, you know, they say on the road, whatever. To me, it's more of just a flow of the game. For instance, when, I'm, when yeah. I look at the Lawrence Manning um, Trinity game, at, and I didn't see the whole game, but yeah. it looked to me that Trinity was having success going five wide, spreading the field. Well, you mm-hmm. come there in overtime at the 10-yard line. That takes a lot of that away. You know, yeah. you space the field as much and spread it and go vertical and and – um, I think that was the right call, try to get that win right there, because I think they would have had a hard time in overtime. Because um, at that point, they they were not stopping Lawrence Manning. And yeah. with a shrunken field, that kind of hurt them. I think watching the female Hilton Head Christians sometimes, you know, they, they're spread team, that hurts them in, in the that t- type of the field, red zone. So you kind of got to think red zone offense, red zone defense. And so I think it was the right call to go for it. Mm-hmm. And most of the time, I, I, I'm, I'm just a go for it kind of guy. You yeah. Because we get every – other extra point block. I don't know, but you know, I'm a good kind of guy anyway. Yeah. Um. So I mean, I, yeah. I mean, I think you know, like you said, there you've got your analytics, right? I mean, you've got your, um, you know, all those the things that you look at, obviously, as a coach. And but there's also, like you mentioned, a feel for the game, a flow of the game. You know, how we play in, who, how, how, when we score last. I mean, all those kind of things obviously go into it. And um, you know, sometimes too. I mean, it's kind of like one of those. You know, do I just want to take the opportunity right now? We have the ball. Let's let's put the ball in our hands to finish mm-hmm. this game versus giving it back to them and letting you know them have more control of the situation, maybe. Right, and I think Coach Mel definitely is always he's kind of like me too a lot. We're offensive guys, so we're gonna yeah. go. 
you know, we're going to make, you know, whatever, let our, let our offensive guys go win the game. So that's right. Um, no problem you know, at all with going for there. Yeah. And, and again, you know, last week, kind of a weird week because we had games played on different nights of different classifications. Kind of weird. That game actually ended up being played on a Wednesday. So mm-hmm. really early, they moved that game up. Um, and, and, you know, so, so a great way to kick off the, uh, the, the semifinal week kind of in a way, cause it kind of, you know, really set the tone for, for a lot of stuff there. So, um, let's kind of talk about, so moved out of three, a, so obviously we'll, we'll go ahead and talk about our game last week. Uh, you know, Florence Christian came over to Wilson Hall, got a big 1917 win to return, uh, to the state championship and, and a good game. First half, uh, really second quarter, Florence Christian, y'all kind of caught fire, scored all 19 of your points in that one quarter. Um, and second half, uh, you know, Wilson Hall was able to score to make it 19-17. And then, um, you know, had an opportunity late in the game and and got pushed back a little bit. It was just kind of weird, man. I'm not going to lie. The rain held off. The wind held off the whole game except for about a four-minute <laughs> stretch when Wilson Hall needed to kick a field goal. Um, and, and it was weird. Like, it started missing a little bit. Like, okay, okay. Then the wind picked up a little bit. It's like, come on now. What's going on? And then three minutes later, it was all gone. But, uh, you know. It just young, depends on how your prayer life is. It, it, obviously. Um, no. You know, young young Jackson Bonds, our sophomore kicker, that was the first kick he had missed all year. He was perfect for PATs all season, perfect in field goals all season, had the leg for it, a sure. 41-yarder with a little wind in his face, and, I mean, absolutely boomed it. But it just kind of blew a little left. It went right, left, the upright. And, and then you all were able to run the clock out there at the end. So, you know, but a good game. Not quite as good of a crowd, I think, as we were hoping would be there just because of the weather and, and stuff kind right. of scares people off a little bit, I think. They could have made it a really, really awesome game. Yeah. Um, but but overall, uh, you know, a good game, and, and congratulations to you all on the win. Yeah, no, I thought it was a really good game. I thought um, Coach Jarecki had a good game playing both sides of the ball. First drive, they hammered it, just hammered it, took the clock out um, right down. You know, we, we didn't run but a handful of plays, I think, in the quarter. Um, but, yeah, the second quarter we got in a little rhythm. You know, we had to do some things that we hadn't showed on film a whole lot. Just just a little different variation of things that I think helped. And, um, you know, Jules Huntley got some a couple big runs. And, but, yeah, we, you know, we we played pretty well. I think both teams in the second half played pretty good defensively. However, uh-huh. I think both offenses shot themselves in the foot. You know, we had a nine-point lead at the half, getting the yeah. ball and felt like it was a good opportunity for us to really put, you know, some distance and a comfortable lead, and you know we moved the ball and, and get a penalty. And yeah. the punt. And both teams just weren't able to get behind the chains, you know. And of course, you had the the big controversial interception, touchdown catch, and then you know not much. Probably looking back at film, not a whole lot of holding on a touchdown run by Wilson Hall. But from what I saw, you can make that argument. Yes, you can make that argument, and then you can make I mean, if you make the field goal, there's still six minutes left, which is plenty. Sure. of for us to drive down the field as well, you know, we, um, so, but it, it was exactly what we thought it was going to be, you know, there's right. a back and forth football, just like the first game. And I think that game summing up the three, a season of exactly three, a football was this season. It was a lot of very good teams, competitive teams that any given night, anything could happen. You know, I must've said it, you know, if we played Wilson hall 10 times, we're five and five and every is a one or two point game, you know, and that kind of, what it played out to be. So we were very fortunate to get the win. And, you know, Coach Jarek, he's my buddy, and and I hate it because he deserves as much as anybody, you know, but it was a hard fart game, and um, they had a great season. And, and they'll be back, you know, next year. They got a lot coming back, too. So it's going to be exciting for Wilson Hall, I'm sure. Um, and on the other 3A, um, PD. PD's kind of put themselves where they should be. You know, we've – all year – I say all year, you know, it's kind of funny the – 
our rankings had had like six different teams in it for yeah. at some point, but we, you know, yeah. proven to be the top team and they are, and they showed it in their performance over Pinewood the other night. Yeah. Uh, you know, PD with a big win and, and, and again, kind of that, that train keeps moving along and, you know, sets up a rematch with y'all that, that, you know, a week 10 game where I know it was kind of misleading. Y'all were missing some guys had, had a little bout of sickness going through the school and, um, you know, but but uh, PD obviously, I I the team to beat all year in three A. They've kind of stepped up and emerged as kind of the leader. Yeah, I think um, you know we did have a couple guys out, but that's no excuses. They they whipped our tail. You know, they're yeah. a good football team, and um, it's going to be you know a tough tough task for us. You know, they're a tough matchup for us. Obviously, we want to run the football, and they're really good at stopping the run. You know, they're big, yeah. strong, and physical up front. So, you know, for us to to move the ball and eat the clock like we typically try to do is. is mm-hmm tough for us to do that but yeah it's a state game anything can happen and and you know excited to be there you know so um now moving uh in that game uh at one o'clock at west florence high school so that game did get moved um kind of closer for both fan bases there the other games will be at charleston southern we'll talk about that here in just a little bit uh but both of those but that game will be at one o'clock at west florence high school um yeah where, where, and uh, additional information for that. Obviously, they're going to have their own rules at West Florence and ticketing and all that can be found through Skiza. Is that the best place to find that information? Yeah. yeah well, you know, you have the hometown ticketing on the Skiza website, but they're also taking up a cash gate on each side. And there's an yeah. it's open on the visitor side for us and the home side for PD. So, gotcha. good, yeah. good, good. And, and, and congratulations to you, your 100th win the other night. Uh, I saw you, uh, big, big celebration there for y'all. And, and obviously, congratulations on, on a good milestone. Well, thank you, Coach. I appreciate it. It's, um, you know, 100 wins doesn't sound like sometimes a lot. Then you think about that's 10 seasons of 10 wins, you know. Yeah. Like, man, that would be awesome to average 10 wins a year. So, yeah. no, and, and it took a little more than 10, but that's okay. <laughs> that's all right. That's it's all about right. the kids, man, not about me, but I'm just happy to for that group to be a part of it. You know, that Absolutely. special group. Absolutely. Um, so, it's two ways. So, two way, you've got Williamsburg uh, with a bit, 38-8 win over Bethesda. But the game of the week we kind of highlighted was that Colin Prep Buford rematch, and and you may know some more on this, but Colin Prep comes with a twenty three to twenty win. Uh, what what was some? Do you hear anything on that game this weekend? Yeah, so it was actually I think the first half, um, pretty much all the scoring happened in the first half, and then it was just a defensive battle. Um, Cole Davis, um, Colin Prep's quarterback, you know he he's he's their guy. You know he goes as they go. Um, but I believe they threw the ball. I think they had a touchdown to give them the lead. And I don't know if they kicked the field goal in the second half. I think that's what mm-hmm. I think they kicked the field goal. That was the only score. Then um, they they had to punt. They didn't want to punt. I remember talking to the coach. They ended up punting. Buford took it down the field, and they missed the field goal, around a 30, 35-yard field goal as the clock expired that would have tied it and sent it into overtime. So, um, you know, just like the first game, it went all the way to the wire, you yeah. know, the last play and obviously you know those two those two teams have had two great battles so yeah absolutely prep you know they've had a great season only one loss on the season and they just eventually lost you know to to make it to the championship and yeah yeah it does look like that yeah you're right it was 2020 at half and and that field goal the third quarter by Colin prep would end up being the difference maker um nobody else scored from there on out so uh yeah and sets up a game against Williamsburg the two teams that haven't played this year uh haven't played yet so interesting to get that matchup um, of two teams that haven't had the chance to play. And we see that in a couple different games, um, a couple different levels, but but notably that one first. So uh, good luck to those teams. That game will be, I believe, at 3.30. 3.30. 
three thirty at Charleston Southern. At Charleston Southern, right? right. Yep, three thirty. Um, so at the one A level, you've got uh, Lee Academy twenty eight nothing win over St. John's in a game that we weren't sure quite how that was going to turn out. St. John's, um, you know, obviously with upsets on their minds, they headed over to Lee County, but uh, Lee Lee Academy able to win twenty eight to nothing, and then Thomas Hayward uh, with the forty three twenty two win over Calhoun Academy. Uh, kind of sets up this showdown we've been looking all full, all season two uh, with Lee Academy and Thomas Hayward. Yeah, I was actually following um, the game of Thomas Hayward on. I was posting it on our website, on our our Skizo, um Facebook. Yeah. The scores. Um, I was able to watch that on the NFHS. Thomas Hayward has so um, Thomas Hayward is really fast. And I yeah. saw him on film early this year against Hilton Head Christian, and I thought you know they were athletic, but Hilton Head Christian is athletic too. So sometimes it's, it's hard to tell how fast they are. Yeah, Yeah. Against Calhoun, they looked like they were super duper fast. I mean, they like ridiculously fast. Yeah, they did a good job the first drive, driving down the field. And I did want to give a shout out to Todd Layton and his kids. They did not quit. They did not quit because they could have. Thomas yeah. had to get to them. I mean, early. I mean, they had a nice drive. Calhoun did eight at most o'clock. Got stoned down there about the twenty-five yard line, and on the first play, Hayward scores twenty-five yard touchdown. Mm-hmm. And they kept. So the game plan was there, and I think it's just got. Once they got down by three scores, I think Coach Layton, he had to, it's the state semifinals, had to try to throw the ball a little more than one or two yeah. and chances. Um, yeah, they just had a hard time containing that speed. And give Hayward credit, they played really well. They made plays. They they hit some deep passes you know, in stride, right on the money type stuff and jumped to a good lead. But, you know, the Cavaliers didn't quit and they kept playing. And, um, you know, it's going to be an interesting matchup because, I mean, I I think Robbie Lee, you know, they're or excuse me, I think Lee Academy up front, is going to be big and strong enough to take care of business um, with Hayward. However, you know, Hayward's going to be able to score. I, I, you know, Robert Lee has done a really good job defensively all year long. Um, Coach Rankin does a stupendous job. But at some point, I mean, there's a lot of athletes to cover on that field. Yeah. Um, I'm curious to see what what Coach Schufer does at Hayward to, to try to nullify what, what Lee can do up front. But Lee also can throw and catch, and Coach Rankin is, always has a bag of tricks prepared. So – um, you know, I think Lee Academy is going to pull out, but I think this is going to be a close football game. Yeah, I did too. You know, interesting stat. You mentioned the, the offense there for Thomas Hayward. So in games this season where Hayward has scored 40 or more points, they're 7-0. and uh, In the games wow. they haven't, they're 1-3. and All right. So, and actually it's, it's 40 plus because they've scored 40 of those games, but they've actually haven't scored in the 30s a single time. So really the number's 30 plus. So if they score at least 30 points, they are 7-0 and on the season. Um, if they if they fail to reach that 30, they're one and three with that one win coming over St. John's 20 to 15. You know, they've had kind of an interesting season where, you know, start off the season with a bang, beat Trinity, um, you know, able to able to, you know, Northwood Academy, beat Dorchester pretty handily. Then they hit, you know, a tough part of the schedule, but Hilton Head Christian, Buford Academy, Pinewood, but but three games in a row where they were playing bigger schools, bigger classifications, and they lost all three of those games. Um, and then to turn around and then kind of right the ship towards the end of the season with a big win, you know, 41-20 over Patrick Henry, 42-13 over Dorchester, and then the 20-point the win against Calhoun the other day. So uh, it seems to be as they get back in that 1A level, but my argument to that would be Lee Academy is not your average 1A team. I mean, they are, right. like you say, Coach Rankin, um, they've got some big boys over there in Lee, in Lee County and uh, and definitely interested to see, you know, they score some points. You know, they kind of sneaky score some points. But they score – I mean, the 28 nothing was kind of the outlier. I mean, they've scored, I mean, 40, 54, 60, 
uh, 49, 63, 4. I mean, so they are putting up some points this season over at the academy as well. So it could be uh, a really exciting kind of high-scoring kind of affair. Yeah, I think it'll be fun and entertaining to see that game. Um, and that's what, is it noon or one? I forget. I believe it's at noon or one. I, we'll, we'll post on our Facebook page exactly times. Um, because I'm not, I'm not sure. I know we moved some things around a little bit. So I want right. to yeah. Um, and then finally, so then we have the eight man game. So eight man WWE King over Faith Christian twenty two to eighteen, and what seemed to be a really really good game. Um, and Holly Hill able to take care of Richard Wynn seventy two to fourteen uh, to set up a rematch between Holly Hill and WWE King, where you know Holly Hill won the first game pretty convincingly sixty two to eighteen, and uh, you know curious to see how you know both sides prepare for that championship game. I mean, like you said, that can be tough sometimes when you've gotten a big win over somebody and and to refocus and be really be ready. I mean, you would hope that winning a state championship would be enough motivation, but you know, Holly Hill, a team that's done it a few years in a row and, 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 you know, W King obviously hoping to pull the upset there. Sure. I think that, um, you know, Holly Hill's just taking care of business like they supposed to. And I have to almost give an apology. I feel like to W King, cause I was really on the faith bandwagon and thought faith had it, but I did say it was a close game and it was, um, so W King has these triplets that are all in the backfield, quarterback, running back, running back. They catch the ball, and they're very good players. But they are methodical, drive-the-ball type team, which I love and respect because that's kind of how we like to be. Um, and Holly Hills just got they're, – they're big and physical, but have all this speed as well. So, you know, and I thought Faith Christian, they were running back. I mean, he's a playmaker, so, he you know, he can really bust big plays. Uh, I thought maybe that would be the best chance against the Holly Hills if you had somebody who could run with them. I don't know if he has anyone who could run with any of them. You know, yeah. and they methodically move the ball and keep the clock moving enough to keep Holly Hill's offense on the sidelines. I'm not sure, but that's got to be the game plan. You know, got to keep Holly Hill on the sideline. And WW King's got to eat up as much clock as possible. And I do want to, you know, give a shout out. I'm really happy. I know Coach Nelson is that instead of being off site, they're going to now, since our game's been moved, they're going to be able to play um, at Charleston Southern. So that's exciting. Yeah, they are. Now, that is interesting, though, because the field dynamics are different. So how is that going to work? Do you know how that's going to work um, for that for that game? No, the answer is no. The answer is no. okay because the, the field dynamics are different. Sorry. Um, so yeah, but yeah, good for them to be able to come in and play. Like you say, play at the championship site. You know, in years past, that's been a game that you know we've had to kind of move around to other eight man fields or even to some eleven man fields because you know a college facility is not going to want us to mark the field differently or change things a little bit around as far as the field dimensions go because for eight man because it is eight man it's a little different dimension on the field so but i agree i think that's a good good thing that they're playing at four o'clock on friday if i'm not mistaken mm-hmm. uh before the hammond lawrence manning game which will be at 7 30 right right so so two games on friday you have the two games at charleston on saturday and the 3a game between us and pd at west florence on saturday as well on saturday at one o'clock that's correct. And, and that's what's one And to our knowledge, the games at Charleston Southern will be on Skiza TV. We haven't been we haven't had that confirmed yet, but I know in the past they have. Um not sure what kind of broadcast we have in other areas. Now, do y'all have any kind of live stream for yeah, your so game? The the 3A game will be on it's um on YouTube, Eagles Live, I think. Eagles Live. Okay. Eagles live. So um, um maybe it's FCS Eagles Live, something like that. But um yes, sir. somebody will probably post that link on our website if I had to guess. Absolutely. Absolutely. I will be happy to throw um, that over. Uh, but yeah, so so obviously we encourage everybody to tune in and, and we're gonna take a quick moment here and kind of pivot to basketball for a second and just kind of talk a little bit. I see I see what you did there when you said pivot. Hey. That was pretty good. Um, pretty good. But uh but we're gonna talk a little basketball and you know, some teams have already started games. Uh we actually, you know, the the official first 
game date for Skiza was this past Monday or Tuesday, I believe. Now, a lot of us that, you know, traditionally have schools that do well in football, we typically try to wait till the end of football season, but there's a lot of schools that have already hit the ground running. And, and uh, most notably uh, this past week, I think kind of the, the big game in Skiza this past week was Carter Newman. Uh, Carter Newman boys traveled up to uh, Virginia to take on Oak Hill. And it was, it was the real deal Oak Hill. And I looked at this up and it wasn't, you know, Oak Hill has, a gold team, a red team, a white team, a whatever team, you know, they got multiple levels. I mean, they went up and played the big dogs. They played the, the Oak Hill gold team with their varsity team. And then Oak Hill won and won convinced. I think it was about a 20 to 25 point game, but, but what a cool experience for coach Dieter and his staff and his team to get to go up there and, and see, you know, arguably the best perennial high school program in America. Yeah. I mean, pretty, pretty impressive getting to go play that game for sure. Um, I actually talked to him yesterday. We were talking about a scheduling something or the day before, whenever, and um, he said he went up there. I had no idea they were going up there, and I was like – I didn't really either until, like, the day before. Yeah, he said they, they you know, he thought they played pretty tough. Third quarter got – wish he had that third quarterback. But, um, yep. you know, that's that's a really cool thing to say because Oak Hill, for people who don't know, Oak Hill is, I mean, the absolute top shelf. I mean, you can yeah. go down the list of North Carolina Tar Heels that went there. I know that. And Yeah. I mean, this is a legendary high school program. Absolutely. So, and then the other big tournament kind of coming up this coming weekend, which does kind of kind of go head to head with our championship lead a little bit. But there's the Battle of the Low Country, and the Battle of Low Country um, is hosted by Cathedral Academy, uh, and it's got I believe it's 16 teams, uh, and this is I believe there are eight boys teams and eight girls teams. Uh, on the girls side, you've got uh, Porter Gowd, St. John's Christian, Cathedral, Buford, and Palmetto Christian all participating. On the boys side, Pinewood Prep, St. John's. Uh, Dylan Christian, Palmetto Christian, Cathedral, and uh, Buford. I believe Buford may have had to drop. Um, and they, I, know, I know they were looking for a boys team to fill late. I think it was Buford maybe had to drop there late. But um, you know, kind of a kind of a pretty packed tournament. And there also you've got uh, you've got Fort Dorchester, you've got North Charleston Military Magnet on the boys side, uh, the girls side, Oceanside Collegiate Academic Magnet. Uh, and Fort Dorchester as well. So uh, pretty big tournament there. I know Chris Bouillard, uh, who's a listener of the, of the podcast, and, and his staffs down there are getting ready for, um, you know, their Battle of the Low Country preseason tournament. Yeah, it should be fun. I, I saw some clips of Augusta Christian just on Twitter, today, and I'm like, I don't want to play those guys. I'm going to tell you that right Yeah, and so I am playing them uh, at Baron Classic because um, – yeah, we were trying to find someone who wanted to play Gus Christian. I said, let's go. Let's see what we're made of. So we'll find out what we're made of on December 10th, I guess, uh, with yeah, Gus Christian here at Wilson Hall. But, yeah, they look very strong. I know uh, Calvin, I believe, just committed to Georgia Southern, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, their big 6'10 center slash defensive end from football. Uh, he committed to play basketball at Georgia Southern. Yeah, he's going to be tough, man. I mean, he's going to be tough. But, yeah, they got some good-looking kids. And so I think, you know, skis basketball is going to be super entertaining. I think it's going to be a great season. I think the, we'll get to see – do the new classifications how work for you know non-football sports and yep. you know, um, I know for our school I think that's exciting the, the new regions and and you know yep. that's our old regions and I'm glad we still get the we're going to keep the relationship and play most of them I know we're coming to see you guys Tuesday so that's right that's we're right probably one practice so good luck I mean congrats I mean, who knows what kind of plays are going to run a rip, so no scouting. Uh, I'm sure I'm sure I can go to my old Rolodex at Clay's place. They'll be just fine with all the guys he's got coming back. I'm not too yeah. worried about that. <laughs> um, but, no, I, mean, I think, you know, it's going to be an exciting basketball season. We'll kind of obviously, you know, change the direction of our show just a little bit as, as we get into basketball and, and um, you know, kind of 
like you say, in the winter, you've got basketball, you've got a little bit of wrestling, you've got bowling. Um, some of your auxiliary sports like sporting clays or equestrian are also going on during the winter sports. Um, you know, that's really it right now. So we do kind of get to hone in on basketball a little bit. And you know, that's where we started. You know, we started this podcast last year, the end of basketball season, um, as a way to kind of highlight the state playoffs. And and I'm excited to get into a full season of basketball and really try to break down. Now, a big part of that, I'm going to put my plug in, coaches, if you want to hear us talk about you, please put your scores on max preps. Post them on your school Twitter. Put them out there somewhere where we can try to find them um, and so that we can we can try to uh, promote and, and talk about these big games as they come up. I know, um, you know, we've got some regions at all levels that are going to be really competitive this year. That that's I'm, I'm curious to see how that Spartanburg region does with the, with the new classifications again. I mean, they kind of dominated the 2A level last year. Uh, a lot of them move up to 3A this year and join some of, uh, you know, some new teams. I'm curious to see how that continues um, you know, at, at the 4A level, um, you know, on the boys' side, um, you know, and really, and then the girls, actually, the girls first. I think we've got a couple teams that were really strong last year that had a lot of seniors, uh, that, that or, or players that didn't return. You got schools like, um, you know, Cardinal Newman and Trinity Collegiate, who were some of your, your, your top teams last year who have some, some different rosters this year, this year, got some new coaches as well, um, in there. Uh, so we'll, we'll see how they look. Um, you know, Heathwood Hall seems to be back on the girls' side, kind of with what on paper seems is one of their strongest teams since their state championship runs about seven, eight years ago. And, and and you know, how, you know, they haven't been as strong the past few years, but how do they jump back up? Uh, Hammond lost a big player on the girls' side, but the rest of the team pretty much all comes back. So, um, you know, I think it'll be interesting uh, to see. And then, you know, over um, in Charleston region, you got, you, got, uh, you know, the same schools you've had. I mean, the boys' side, Porter Gout, I think, should be a lot better this year. They were super young last year. Um, I see them taking a step forward. First Baptist, Antoine down there at First Baptist has been has been really strong. And then Presley with the girls as well. I mean, they've had two really strong basketball programs the past few years. They've turned into kind of a perennial Final Four team in boys and girls. Um, you know, Northwood Academy uh, with with a, a new coach on the boys' side. And then on the girls' side, you know, Alea Birch, who's probably one of the better players in the state, Unfortunately, suffered an injury during volleyball season, which may affect Northwood's uh, potential this year. Um, you know, they seem to always have a stable of really strong girls yeah. uh, down there at Northwood. So, um, you know, I, I'm excited. Obviously, uh, I'm excited to take over here at Wilson Hall and 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 get going and and get our guys out there playing. I know Coach Ratter's excited with his group coming back. So, we're uh, should should be a good basketball season. I look forward to get to talk about it a little bit. Yeah, and I think um, going to go ahead and put out their boys, Shannon Force. They got everybody back. Yeah, you know, I know the Spartanburg teams both lost a lot, but they're always their kids are you know they're both good programs. So the day school and Spartanburg Christian, you know, last year all three of them made the final four in Dole Two A. Um, so yeah, I, th- I think I will be interested and um, yeah, it's an exciting time. So I'm ready to get into it, but um, we do want to, you know, pump once again, get on our website. I do want to go ahead. I'll go ahead and congratulate Gary Strong. Gary Strong won the Pickums contest. There might be an asterisk next to his game because he didn't have the most points. But, you know, he he was the, the winner of the $100 right. from um, Brett Butler's Wycott Realty Go Go Mortgage. Um, it was very nice of him to support that. Also, Josh Poston, um, his kids go to our school. He, he was doing the pick-ems for me each yep. week. Really good job of that. Took a lot. So that was something fun that we were able to do because of, of his work. So thank you to Josh. You know, I guess you still got to get your picks in. I mean, I yeah. Something you got five picks left. You got five yeah. picks left. I got a heated battle with Dory Jarecki. Right. Dory, it's all about Dory and Rip at this point for me. Yeah. Uh, 
you know, I took some chances last week trying to catch Gary and it didn't, it didn't work out for me too well. And in and, and hindsight, uh, you know, that's why I got to, you know, I always preach, you know, look in front of you, you know, not, not looking <laughs> where you've been, not looking behind you, but I should have had a little eye behind me because Dory snuck up and, and he snuck me, up. So, um, it should be, it should be fun. Be weekend. Um, yeah. But no, just excited for, you know, kind of one of our, our marquee weekends of the year. I mean, skis throughout the year, you have kind of those moments um, that really, you know, kind of stand out and obviously championship weekend for football is one of those weekends. Um, and so kind of one of our big weekends for Skiza and, and hoping everything goes smoothly. Um, that's pretty much all I got today, Neil. All know? right. Well, good luck to the teams playing. I'm starting tomorrow and then Saturday as well. And we'll be back with you next week. Hopefully with a really good preseason. Um, Probably not next week. We've got Thanksgiving next week. Oh, Thanksgiving. I will be eating turkey next week. So go yeah. after Week after. So we'll take a week off. For the, I, I meant to mention that a minute ago. Yeah. So for our listeners, we will take a week off probably um, and then kind of come back and, and talk about the championship games and then uh, get into, jump into basketball a little bit. Sounds good. Well, you guys have a great week. Happy Thanksgiving and we'll see you next time.